WPRFM HD1 New York. And iHeartRadio Station. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. I congratulate you, Hall of Famers. So honored to be in the presence Thank of you. radio royalty. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. It's a big deal. Big deal. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. We love y'all, man. Thank you for being the people's champs. Probably the greatest. I'll drill y'all. All right, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. It's Friday. It's Memorial Weekend. It starts today. And today we got some special guests joining us. We have Swiss Beats joining us. Of course, DMX's album came out today, so we're going to be chopping it up with Swiss Beats. Find out the process of making the album and playing some joints off DMX's album. So we're going to be talking to Swiss in a little bit. Also, from the Real Housewives of Potomac, we have Robin Dixon and Giselle Bryant joining us, so we'll kick it with them, all right? They have a new podcast on the Black Effect Network, so we're going to be kicking with them as well. So let's get the show cracking. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is your boy, Chilly Chill, out of Pittsburgh. Morning, MV. Morning, morning. morning. What's up, bro? Man. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Morning, up, King? Hey, now, baby. Hey. Good morning. Just, uh, hey, man, I just found out my neighbor, all six of her kids got ADD. All like, six all of, them? of them? All six of them. All different dads. You know what I mean? You had me sitting there thinking, like, I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> yeah, she's 31. All six kids got ADD. That that check gonna be crazy. You know what I mean? But Jesus um, Christ. Just just just, just, just want to tell y'all good morning, man. Listen good to morning, y'all right man. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep Thank me on my King. toes in the morning and keep doing what y'all doing. I'll call y'all back next week. All right, All right my brother. Okay. All right, brother. Yo, oh, this guy with the oh, jokes. Different daddies. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Ali from Jacksonville. Ali, what up, Do- bro? Already. Hey, listen, I got a question for y'all. Yes, sir. And I just want to hear your opinion about this. It's amazing how white people could call black people the N-word. It's not a big deal. Black people could call white people crock-ass cracker. It's not a big deal. But when somebody speaks their opinion about the LGBT community, it's a big uproar. And that's just somebody speaking their opinion about that. I'm just trying to see what's the big uproar. If everybody have their opinion, let them speak their opinion. If that's what they want to do, let them do that. They should embrace. That's what they are, and it's cool. It should be a big, dramatic uproar. And I just want to hear your opinion about that from both of y'all. Well, white, when white people say the N-word, it is an uproar. Yeah, it definitely you, is. I don't know, I don't know where that. you are. <laughs> yeah, it is an uproar. Not really. Yes, it is. Oh, it's not people a, definitely have gotten fired like for that. LG. It's not the uproar like the uh, LTB community. What the hell is the LTB? Now, like now that. That's, that, that that cable package you just talked about is way worse than the basic one. Now, the basic one is LGBT. I don't know. what. Why you just LGBTQ. got rid of the G? Oh, well, I, well, I don't know the alphabet, man, but I just want to hear y'all opinion about that. <laughs> I like, think... when they had, like, when, when Booster said his comment, it was a big uproar. When uh, whoever said anything, what really got me when Wendy Williams had to apologize for what she said, 
It's like, come on, man. You can't have an opinion about that. Well, listen, here's the truth to the matter. You got to know who you effing with. You know what I'm saying? You slap somebody in the face, they might slap you back. You slap somebody else in the face, they might punch you and knock you out. You slap somebody else in the face, they might pull out a gun and shoot you. You just got to know who you're dealing with. That's all. And be ready to yeah, deal just, with them. Yeah, I just don't get it, man. Everybody should have their own opinion. It shouldn't be a big a big deal about it. If, if that's what they choose to do, that's, that's on them. Let them embrace it and, and, and move on. So listen, why are you call, Why is this the first thing on your mind in the morning, though? No, it's not. I just can't get No, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I have a good one, yes, bro. It is. <laughs> but why does it matter how other people live their lives anyway? I don't know. If it doesn't affect you, if you're not part of the LGBTQ plus community, and you're, like, why does it bother you? Hello, who's this? This house. What's up, bro? Get it off yeah. your chest. Yeah, what I had to get off my chest, man, I feel like a lot of people like sitting back waiting for the government to do things instead of realize what we can do ourselves. Like, I ain't had nothing a couple years ago before the pandemic. During the dan- pandemic, it won't really an issue with me, you know. I started driving trucks for a company, bought a truck off of Facebook. I'm a owner-operator. I made 14000 a week. It's so much stuff people can do out here, you know, better themselves. Because I'm trying to break a generational curse where families are growing up in uh in apartments instead of owning homes because the his phone broke up, but I agree with him. You know what I mean? I, I mean, uh, we, we definitely should push our government and push our, you know, national and local government to do things for us, but we definitely got to do for ourselves too. Word to the honorable Elijah Muhammad. Do and for what he said is, And what he said is also right. I know a lot of people want to be rappers. They want to be uh, DJs. They want to be producers. They want to be athletes. They want to get OnlyFans. There's a lot of other businesses that people can do, and driving trucks is a major business. They make a lot of money. So really, really look into it because you think about it. One thing that didn't stop on that road was those trucks, whether they were delivering food, whether they were delivering toilet paper and paper towels. Those roads stayed full with those trucks, so people still had those jobs with them trucks. Yeah, and that's why I always tell brothers, man, you go out there and learn a trade. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because there's certain things that just never, ever, ever going to stop. You're going to always need an electrician. You're going to always need a plumber. You know what I mean? And those people, those brothers make good money. Those sisters make good money. Absolutely. Hello, who's this? Yeah. Yo, what's up, Envious Mellow? How y'all feeling? Mellow, what's popping? What's going on? Yo. Mellow, your phone is trash, Your phone Mello. is garbage. Your phone has been garbage for at least seven of the ten years that we've been here on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake that ass up. In the morning. Check out this Breakfast Club Rewind. And shout to myself. I want to shout to myself. today. Let me tell you, today is the 17-year anniversary of my album that I released. Drop a bomb. 17 years <laughs> since I dropped my debut album, <laughs> The Block Party. It had Jay-Z, DMX. What's <laughs> funny? I don't think nobody cares but you. I do care. That's, that's why I'm shouting myself But you know out. what? You know Fabulous. How, you don't even care because you didn't Joe have it posted. Somebody posted you that on Instagram and tagged you. That's how you You remember. didn't even know. Yep, that's how I knew. <laughs> but I'm going to post it now. Taking you back right back with the classic Rewind. Rewind. It's The Breakfast Club. I thought you this really? was a podcast. Power 1051. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. In less than three minutes, we're taking your calls. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. If you're upset, you need to vent. Or if you want to spread some positive vibes, call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. They want to eat off my plate. They want to eat off me. When I had my vision, you couldn't see. I'm off to better things. I'm only doing 
gonna make me elevate. Only one people around that's gonna make me better. How I get that, ooh I'm too busy in this money, can this cheddar My daddy let me down, but I promise you I won't let her I want to say, man, but I'm really better Need my breast to be for an oxy, get that letter Down to the pain Yeah, and I'm like, yeah Everybody, yeah. I can't trust nobody yeah. I need me to party, don't invite me to no party This is your time to get it off your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Jessica. Hey, Jessica, get it off your chest. Peace, Jessica. Well, what's up, what's up? Good morning, guys. So, I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. 843. Yeah, all day, but I still got my 917 number, you heard? So, <laughs> um, I'm an Uber driver, so I was on Folly Beach, and my um, phone plays music automatically. Like, I play a playlist, so there's no commercials. I like to make it feel comfortable. No, no offense, but four Caucasian people got into my car and I had to take them 28 minutes away. It was cool. We were driving, WAP them played, trap music them played, Fall Out Boy them played. I had a range of music, Lady Gaga. And as soon as Beyonce Brown Skin Girl came on, the lady in the back, I heard them whispering amongst themselves, like, who's gonna say it? Finally, somebody was brave enough to come up and say it. They was like, excuse me, could you turn that song off? It's offending me. And I was like, well, what? That song offending you? And she said, well, it's all about like black girls. I'm not black. I don't relate to that. I was like, so something that is oh, celebrating my man. skin is offending you? So what did I do? I started a whole playlist off that doggone song. There you go. And she got all the black power music for all 28 music. Now, 28 wait a minute. All Let's, the way to her destination. Everybody step <laughs> back from this situation wow. and look at it objectively. Oh, boy. You're an Uber driver. Correct. And when you're an yeah. Uber driver, you're playing music because you want people to feel comfortable. comfortable. Correct. They don't feel comfortable right. about the song. You don't got to get offended by it. She but, can't relate. She's a pale-ass no. mayonnaise-flavored mammal. Yeah, but it's not that type of song. It's, it's not like saying, you know, F white people. F, it's not yeah, that type of She's just upset song. that she don't have that tan. That's all. Well, she goes, well, I'm just mad tan. that all this trap music played. We don't heard drug dealer music. We don't heard WAP. We don't heard everything. You didn't get offended by nothing. Because she knows drug dealers. She knows drug dealers and she uses drugs. She might have, she got, she might, WAP might mean white ass <laughs> to her. Okay. Oh my goodness. Uh, she just can't relate to the brown skin girl. She's what a kind of she can't get no tan. What kind of rating did you give her? Oh no. I, I, listen, I gave her the same rating I usually give everybody else because she didn't rate me no less. Because okay. she knew she felt stupid uh. after she said it. All right. Well, thank you. Because mind you, if you heard the music that I was playing around, I was playing Corn, Fall Out Boy. I was playing all this other stuff in rotation. If anybody know what that music is, you would know that it was diverse. So and, get off yourself. And I think you missed a good opportunity to teach too, though, because you could have just told her, like, look, this is an ode to to to, to melanin. All right. That's well, all. Hello, who's this? Hey, how's it going, it's Fernando? Good morning. What's good morning, up, Fernando? Man, get off your chest. Yes, sir. How's it going? Uh, I got a quick question for Charlamagne, man. Yes, sir. I me ask you a question. I don't know if somebody ever asked you this, but who's your top three donkeys of all time? 
and will you ever consider consider giving Don, a donkey Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the year, we do a top five donkeys of the year. I don't, I'm don't. i going to be honest with you, top donkeys of all time, Donald Trump is definitely in the top three. I mean, I, I've given it to him more than anybody. And um, I'm going to always put myself in the top three because I always say, you know, when you give people the credit, you got to give everybody the credit they deserve for being stupid, including yourself. I don't know who the third one would be, though. <laughs> sounds fair, sounds fair. Yeah. Y'all want to clue Braun from the Breakfast Club. Thank you, King. Thank you, brother. All right, have a good one. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we have some special guests joining us this morning. Absolutely. And I'm not going to tear your names up. So I'm not <laughs> Don't even try. try. Let them introduce yeah, themselves, please. Please. My name is Maliti Brahanameskal. I'm from Denver, Colorado, um, and originally from Tigray in Ethiopia. What's up, everyone? My name is Andam Gebregorgis from Money Earning Mount Vernon, New York. My family comes from Eritrea. Uh, and, you know, I got I got a call from my man uh, Alex down in Atlanta, AG. AG. <clears throat> and, you know, he was really concerned about this civil war that's happening in his homeland of Ethiopia. So can you can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. What's happening uh, in a nutshell is we are in on day 202 of a genocide in Tigray, the northernmost region of Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. There is um, the humanitarian crisis there is something that everyone should be worried about. I mean, the women are being gang raped by soldiers. There is uh, more than five million people are at risk for starvation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a crisis on a level that is not getting the attention that it should be. Why do you think it's not getting attention as it should be? Because this is, you know, earlier today was really the first time I dove into it other than here in the weekend and people donating so much money. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think when it comes to issues on the African continent, a lot of times it really gets pushed to the side. Um, when, when, I, when I see what's been happening, honestly, over the last couple of decades, just in Africa in general, if it doesn't conform to like what we think here in the West in terms of like typical conflicts, like black versus white, so apartheid South Africa, if you're thinking in Libya, maybe you had heard of that there was like slave camps happening. We can understand that and connect to that when we're thinking about the, the history of slavery uh, within the African diaspora. But a lot of times when it comes to um, conflicts where, you know, you're looking at it and it's black people and black people, again, there are different ethnic groups that are involved. And, and again, I'm Eritrean. Alex actually uh, Eritrean as well. His wife mm -hmm. is from, from Tugrai. Um, there are different forces involved at play here. It can be complicated, but also the Western media just doesn't really pay attention when and give it the attention that it deserves uh, um, when it's a serious situation. Well, and don't forget, there was a complete communication blackout. So what this prime minister of Ethiopia is doing, he's doing it in the dark, so people mm. don't know. Wow. So, so the information the is just now getting power, out. You can't wow. get any information out. Exactly. Right. So y'all have y'all even gotten in touch with your families? Or? Uh, briefly. There's some parts of the city where they turn the phones on for a short amount of time, and then mm -hmm. they're off again. But the majority of my family is from the countryside. So the people in the city, I mean, I personally have lost five family members in seven months. Wow. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's horrific. And, I, you know, in the Eritrean context, we have a country that is really just a really repressive government, uh, a government where when we're speaking on those phone calls through Viber connections, whatever it is, you know, people can't even tell their honest feelings about what's mm -hmm. going on because they're fearful that there's going to be repression or reprisals against them. Um, and, and obviously, again, the context is different on the Eritrean side from what's going on in Tigray because Eritreans, they're conscripted soldiers being forced into Tigray, and there have been, been a lot of abuses. But again, you can't even really get full information through some of those channels because, again, people can't speak openly. So break down why. Why is it so much turmoil and so much fighting and so much war and everything that you just say, why? Well, the simple answer is it's a power grab. 
It's a power grab. So Ethiopia has a decentralized form of government right now. And the current prime minister, who was never elected, by the way, he was appointed, was supposed to have an election. And he's canceled it four times now. So at this point, we don't even know when the election is going to happen. So who's overseeing him? There's nobody overseeing him to say, hey, you can't do that. That's a great question. There's nobody overseeing him. Nobody. He's changed the whole system of politics in Ethiopia, where instead of having these uh, independent bodies that come together, ethnic groups that come together to to decide on things, he's changed that. So it's more of a unitarian system. There's one political party now. So it's um, you're right. I mean, who here you would impeach your right. president. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't have that option. What would, it, what would it take to get peace? That's too broad a question. <laughs> too, broad, too complex Ooh. a question. <laughs> I don't think there will ever <clears throat> be peace with Isaiah Safawarki in Eritrea. And Abiy Ahmed in Ethiopia. I think at this point, those people have to go. There's mm-hmm. no way to have peace with them in power. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Martin Luther King has a quote. It's, peace is not the absence of war. It's the presence of justice. So not only do we have war that's going on now, but for decades in Eritrea, there hasn't been justice. I mean, that's the most painful thing. What Eritrean soldiers are doing to Tigrayan women, this war is being played out on the bodies of women and girls, period. And I mean, they're doing things like putting hot rods up a woman's vagina to burn her internal reproductive organs. Mm. And it's not one story. We're hearing Mm. this story from many women. And that's just the tip of the iceberg because we still don't have access to the people. It's really bad. Why why, uh, emphasis on sexual violence? Like, what is that to them? That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. I I think, you know, well, first of all, there are two things. I think the first thing is that, again, many of the forces that are sort of operating in that region are operating lawlessly you know like there is no one sort of overseeing what's happening there aren't the sort of journalists the journalists or the media availability to be able to communicate what's happening in a rapid fashion um and then at the same time like you know there are issues in terms of like identity like when you're thinking mm-hmm. about sexual violence like this is is deeper than just you know like murder or something like that like you're, you're trying to make you're trying to strike fear into the hearts of an entire group of people um, and that has been what's really, really disturbing about this this conflict. And one thing is clear is this sexual violence, it's not undisciplined soldiers. This is a directive to go in and attack the women, make sure they can't reproduce. I mean, it's, it's a directive from the top. And that's what makes it scary. All right, we got more when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Millette and Andom. Charlemagne? As, as far as you know, has the Biden administration tried to get involved? Or? Yeah, I mean, recently over the last couple of days, there have been more statements coming out. They Just yesterday, there was a, a visa ban that was put out um, on, you know, sort of all sides involved um, in, in the conflict. But really, they, they relate to the game. I mean, we're going on now seven months mm-hmm. of, of what's happening. I mean, don't forget, Trump was the one who was in office when this started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Biden hasn't had a full seven months yeah. to really address this. You know what I mean? Trump mm-hmm. wasn't going to do anything. He didn't care. He had nothing to gain from it. Trump was transactional. So I would say, you know, Biden's team, they've done a lot in a short amount of time. I mean, they've sent a special envoy to the Horn of Africa. They, you know, as soon as he came back, when Jeffrey Feltman came back, within 24 hours, you had Senate Resolution 97 was passed. The U.N. passed, you know, the Right to Protect Act. Um, so I think a lot has happened under Biden. I mean, it's not fast enough. We're talking about at least 150,000 people have been killed. At least. If you multiply, I mean, if you divide that by 202 days, it's like 175 people a day or I'm sorry, 700 people a day. So it's a lot of people who are dying. Um, so it's not fast enough. It's just not fast enough. We're all losing our families. Um, 
But hopefully with the sanctions that have been announced, something's going to change. And listen, the issue of Eritrean soldiers being in Tigray, we can't, I can't stress that enough. Think about this. We're in New York right now. If the federal government had an issue in New York and invited Canada in to bomb New York, that's outrageous, yeah. right? That's unheard of. I mean, you wouldn't even imagine that. Lock the that's, borders outside of New York, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's literally what's happening in Tigray right now. So, and to me, I mean, Tigray is an important place. You think about, um, like, from a spiritual perspective, Tigray, Christianity arguably started in Ethiopia, in Tigray. Islam was saved. Muhammad's followers were saved in Tigray. The oldest mosque in Africa is in Tigray. The oldest known manuscripts, Christian manuscripts, are in Tigray. All of those things have been looted. All of those places have been bombed in this conflict. That's not coincidental. It's literally spiritual warfare that's happening. I didn't even say this, but they've locked up the black pope. The Pope of Ethiopia, literally the head of the entire church in Ethiopia, is on house arrest because he spoke up. He's an ethnic Tigrayan and he spoke up. And um, I mean, that alone should make you want to act. So again, how can people help if they That's want right. help? If there, is there a, a way to besides posting on their Instagram and talking about it? How would you advise people to help who are listening now? I think awareness is the big thing. I mean, honestly, people still don't know. So raising the awareness, reaching out to your senators, reaching out to your congresspeople, um, you know, uh, follow. There's several organizations that you can follow that have action items and things that you can do to get involved, whether it's signing petitions or Mm -hmm. donating money. Um, I can mention some of those if you want. But sure. okay, Omna Tigray is one of them. Tigray Action Committee is another one. HPN uh, for Tigray, Health Professionals for Tigray is another one. Um, Stand with Tigray is another one. So there's all these organizations. Just go to their websites and there's lots of ways that you can interact and get involved. Yeah. And and on the Eritrean side, you know, part of what's happening right now is the authoritarian ruler, Isaias Oforki's efforts to try to consolidate power. Um, And again, there's a longstanding blood feud between him and the the TPLF, the the former regional government um, that's now, you know, uh, sort of embroiled in this war. And so from the Eritrean side, you know, committing to ensure that Eritrea itself does not have to deal with this authoritarian ruler is something that all people should be able to stand up for. So, you know, we need more advocacy. We need people saying that, like, what's going on in Eritrea is not only just going to stop within Eritrea's borders, right? It extends beyond its borders. We see refugees struggling not only in Tigray, throughout the world. Um, and so, like, if people can take action in campaigns that are going on uh, on the Eritrean side, like the Free Siham campaign, this is a 15 um, this is a girl who was imprisoned in Eritrea while she, when she was 15 years old for fleeing the country. She's actually born in L.A. She's Eritrean American. She's been in secret prison for the last nine years. Um, and so all of these things, the human rights abuses that happen internally within Eritrea, again, it doesn't stop at Eritrea's borders because, again, the authoritarian ruler we have. So get involved with One Day Seum um, and check out you know, many of these different accounts that, that are focused on Eritrean human rights abuses. Um, again, so we can show solidarity and make sure that what's happening in the region no longer stands. That's right. Well, give me your name one more time because I don't want to kill your names, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maliti Berhana Meskel. Andam Gebre Georgis. All right. It sounds you. very royal. <laughs> I can't pronounce it, but it sounds very royal. Okay? <laughs> Thank All right. you. Well, it's the Thank you all for club. coming. Thank you yeah. for coming. Thank you for sharing your platform. Babe. Keep the Breakfast Club humble with Slander the Breakfast Club. Hate me if you want to, love me if you want, but just use your common sense. Hola, hola. Me amo. Hello, who's this? It's Drake. Dre, slam to the Breakfast Club. Man, why you and Charlamagne act like y'all butt buddies, man? Because we are butt Maybe buddies. Maybe we are. That laugh was crazy after. <laughs> I don't even think why you say we act like we butt buddies. We're butt buddies. What's wrong with that? Well, that's very suspect. Why is it suspect? It's probably nothing to be suspect about. I just told you what it is. Who you with? Who you with, bro? I'm with my man Nick. We work together. Let me that's talk to Nick. Let me talk to, yeah, let me talk to your butt buddy, Nick. Right here. Nick, right here. Nick. Yeah. Nick, why, yeah. you, don't lo- why you don't love, um, what's his name? 
Dre. Why you don't love Dre? Who nah, said that's he doesn't? my guy, bro. Yeah. That's yes. my guy, bro. That's your butt buddy. Yeah, that's your butt buddy. And I want you to know that Dre. Huh? Bro, he, bro, he just saying y'all be y'all be a little off the chain with the comments in the morning, man. Well, I think y'all should be butt buddies, um, because Dre rhymes with gay and Nick rhymes with <laughs> y'all made for each other. That's your brother. Yo, love your brother. Yo, love your brother. Give him a yeah, hug bro. right now. Tell me you love him. Give him a hug, hug right now. Right Tell him you love him, you value him, and you appreciate him. Hug him right now. I love my brother. There you go. Tell him. Say, tell him you love him. No. Man, y'all whack, man. See, that's the problem he with black men. We no. can't tell each other we love each other, <laughs> we value each other, we appreciate each other. Yeah, butt buddies. And when me and Envy do that, y'all call us butt buddies. No, the suspect things you say. The love is one thing. Because I love my black brother. There you go. So does Lil Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> right, like y'all need a double date or something. <laughs> CC. Yes, good morning. Cece, do you love me? What's up? Slender the Breakfast Club, mama. I do love y'all, but I'm a little salty with y'all right now. Why? So I am Miss Plus America Elite. I'm a nationally reigning queen. I'm an ambassador right now. You're the what? Hey, queen. Hey, Angela, how are you, honey? I'm good. How are are you? you? You're the what? Miss Plus America, kind of like the Miss America with curves. I'm the Miss Plus America. Miss Plus Size, Miss Plus Size America. Miss Plus Size America. Okay, I love it. I love it. Congratulations. I never heard of Miss Plus Size America. I thought that was just Miss Texas. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I was trying to get on the Breakfast Club because my platform is Matters of the Heart. I advocate for heart disease awareness. Mm -hmm. And so when I was trying to get on, I just felt like you all would have taken the Miss Plus America for an interview or the Miss America, the skinny queen, but I'm the curvy queen. How are you I, trying to get on? Like, who are you talking yeah. to? Who are you speaking to? Who tried to book you? So, my agent did. I tried to reach to you guys through IG, Facebook, everything. And then my agent tried to reach you guys. I'm like, listen, I have a huge message to talk about. And I just feel like because I'm the curvy queen, you guys didn't want to hear what I had to say. Yeah, we ain't never heard of you. Job. Yeah, we have him. I don't think anybody knew you were trying to reach out, honey. And you're so not about to guilt us into having you on because we still don't know you. The best thing Somebody would, Google well, her, listen, please. How about you Google me? Google there you go. C.C. Harris, and you will see that I am nationally known all over the microphone. Oh, the- my goodness. All right, well, listen, this is what we're going to do. It's simple. If y'all know Miss Curvy Queen out there and y'all want her on The Breakfast Club, tweet at Breakfast Club AM right now. Okay, everybody, right tweet at Breakfast Club AM. I can't find you. What's your Instagram you. page? I see a realtor. Are you a realtor? It's, okay, check me out in the Instagram, Angeles. It's queen underscore C-E-C-E oh, underscore. If we got to do this much, I don't know if we if you worthy. Wait, I missed the last part. C-C underscore what? Hmm? Queen underscore C-C underscore elite. E-L-I-E, okay. which means I was the highest score delegate in the whole competition. Your account is private. You got to open up your account. Okay, can you request me? Yeah, oh, but Lord. you should still open it up. How many so followers she got, you got, I'm going to open it up right now. How many followers she got? Um, 15, 14. 14? 1,514. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey man, everybody knows her. This is the this is the thing about everybody life. Knows her. In life, you have to respect the process. You're not going to jump the line, okay? Things happen when things are ready for them to happen. I don't think she's ready to be oh, on the breakfast. Club you said fifteen thousand. No, fifteen hundred. Oh yeah, everybody. 
Everybody knows her. I'm going to tell you something else. Y'all be nice. Listen, Everybody. I will say, if you're a public figure like that, you shouldn't have a private page. We got to be able to see you. First of all, this is the problem with the Breakfast Club. This is what happens when you have anybody on. You're right. When you have anybody on, everybody think they can get on. <laughs> My <right>. goodness. <laughs> Lamont. Yeah. Slam to the Breakfast Club, Lamont. Yo, yo. Okay. First, y'all want to say that I do love y'all. I love uh-huh. y'all every morning. So, you know, this but, is all fun and games. But, gee. Let's get on you first. How you give relationship advice every day? Okay. Well, it's only it's only Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, people ask. I get a lot of emails. I do give advice every day yeah. via email and Instagram. You know, I just, I mean, but I would like to marry. You know what I'm saying? I want to cheat. Every time you give advice, you sound kind of bitter, like you holding on to something. No, my relationship is doing great, but I appreciate that your concern. No rushes. You ready? Once you ready. But with that, but with that being said, though, I do need some advice because I need to know how to tell somebody you love that they're trash. I, you know how you do that? <laughs> like that. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, As a matter of fact, I'm about to post some more advice. All right, we got more when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Swizzy, Swiss Beats. Zone, 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 zone. Man, Swiss, is this a uh man, is it a is it a bittersweet moment? The fact that Exodus album drops today, DMX's last project? It is, but it's it's, it's a happy moment. Mm-hmm. It's a happy moment because, you know, Dog was here to, to do the record. You know, this is not something that we put together, you know, since he's, since he's left us. Um, he wanted the record out before now. Wow. You know, but you know, we had clearances and different things like mm-hmm. that. And so, you know, he was supposed to get into his workout phase. So after we recorded the album, he was going to, you know, work out for two months and get his body in shape. Like, we had a whole plan. But I know that he's happy right now that, it, it, you know, we at the finish line and, and this is available for everybody. And um, that's why we just kept pushing it, you know, although um, everything is heavy, you know, mm-hmm. crushed. Like, I'm hiding behind these glasses. I'm hiding behind this music. But, you know, it, it comes down on me real hard. But we got to keep, you know, we, we got to keep it going. Was the album done? Was it fully done before he passed? Yeah. Yeah, he approved every song. The only thing that was changed on the album was um, Pop Smoke's verse. Um, yeah, what happened? yeah, I was going to ask about that because everybody teased that Pop Smoke was on the album. Yeah, he, he was on the album, but they used the verse. And then so, you know, that's why I put Money Back Yo on, on the track. So, oh, the Money, Money, Money record? Oh, yeah. Pop was on that? Yeah, Pop, oh, Pop was man. Yeah. You know, so we was excited for it, but then when we heard that we couldn't use it, I was just like, damn. And then um, Money Back Yo, I got a good relationship with him, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he turned it around real quick because I almost had to take the track off the album. Wow. And so, like, that, that saved the track. So shout out to Money Back, you know. How are you? I know you said you hiding behind the glasses, but how are you? I'm hurt, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm hurt. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just out here giving the energy that X deserve, you know, and 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 and, and doing this. But I, I haven't really, I haven't really took it all in yet. You know, it's it's a lot because mm-hmm. you know you see certain things and you just can't. I couldn't hear stop drop. I'm just not able to hear stop drop. Wow. wow. You know what I'm saying? And um, wow. Listening to the album on certain songs, like it just catch you out of nowhere. But I will excuse myself and go to the bathroom and. You know, to shake it off and come back in the room, but um, it's I haven't I haven't witnessed I wasn't expecting it. Which song would you say is the most autobiographical for him on this album? 
so many, you know, like he gave people so much uncut moments into his life on the record, you know, like Letter to My Son is is, is crazy. It, it, mm -hmm. it, it, I've watched, I've done so much this week, you know, with playing people the record and I watch every time, see people leaving the room, I see people going through the thing and I was like, wow, like he really gave people something to connect to on that, on that record and that was very personal to him. And, um, you know, I called his son who he wrote the song about Xavier to the studio to hear the album first out of respect. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I can't have him hear this album or this record when the when the public has it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? No matter what they was going through. Like, so I called him to the studio and uh, and I'm really proud of him because he was in such a great mood. He was just like loving the songs. And I was just like, every we, we getting close to Letter to My Son and I'm like, oh boy. I gotta play him this record, and I'm just like preparing for it. And when I played the record, like he just started smiling, he started clapping, like his energy was real good. And I, oh. if it, it took so much weight off my back mm -hmm. because he accepted the record, he even accepted the song, and I was like, okay, we good, good. And then, um, hold me down is another one. Oh my god, person, hold me down. <laughs> That's the truth. If I ever heard it, like he told you everything in that. And then between them two verses, he told you his whole life. Wow. You know what I'm saying? He said, they, I, I witnessed those. I know I know all of those things that he's talking about. And I was like, man, he, he's always been real on his records. With this record, he was like uncut real, you know? Now, what about Bath Salts? I know him and Jay had a rocky relationship at times. So how was creating <laughs> that and how was that? Because they had to have a conversation. How was that combo? They they had a, a competitive, you know, X X created this villain of X in his, of, of, of Hove in his mind. But you know, when I would get on him about it, because it was so long ago, X would laugh and joke. He's like, "Come on, mm -hmm. man, I gotta have one, I gotta have one villain in this thing." Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, but I know that he respect Jay for him to call him a villain, and you know, it was getting to the point where um, they was going to really lock in, lock in, you know, um, in L.A. But we didn't get to do that, and so um, you know, Jay already Jay approved the song and everything like that. But they 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 didn't really connect all the way like they was about to and um because I, I i speak to both of them i was speaking to both of them daily so i know i know the temperature you could tell mm -hmm. what the temperature is and the temperature was positive and you know jay was like even when he he called jay out for uh versus you know jay was like um man i'm not your villain i'm not the villain i'm your brother mm -hmm. i love you you know what i'm saying and x is like mm -hmm. he felt that you know all x wanted was the love to be honest this mm -hmm. whole time he just wanted the love for, pe for people that don't know DMX, break down who DMX is a person because they see the outside, right? Yeah. And they don't see the kind hearted. They don't see the, the the guy that gives his last. They don't see the 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 person that will give an opportunity to. I was grateful enough to see that side. So for people that don't know, how would you break down DMX of who he is as a person? He was a humanitarian to the max. You know, his philanthropic work is I haven't seen it in our business yet. You know, I've been watching this man give his clothes off his back, his shoes, give his money away. You know, he prayed like what I said. You know, he he he'll pray for other people before when he needed the prayers the most. Mm -hmm. mm. He'll feed other people before he feed himself. You know, like he he was he was one of the best fathers I've seen. You know, um, he really really cared. Like he didn't care about no materialistic things. That you can't. You, you, there was no way to buy DMX. There was only a way to love him. You understand, and that's what people didn't really understand. Like, yo, X wasn't even asking for nothing from from people. You know, he just wanted the love from people that he loved. He just wanted it back. 
And that's what you hear in that song. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, it hurts when people that I love don't want me, take it all from me, then think they could judge me, mm. treat me like I'm ugly. But I ain't never been a dummy because I know God loves me. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I watched him, you know, and even on Letter to My Son, he says, I don't know what you thought about my use of drugs, but it taught you enough to not use the drugs. Mm. And I'm like, and I know that's real because, you know, X was, um, you know, he was poisoned at 14 with this addiction. Right. You understand? And I give him super credit and super props for making a name for himself when he, he could have been off the map because mm-hmm. it was hardcore, you know. But I've watched X get so many people off of drugs and not to do drugs. Unbelievable. You know, like even if we just did a segment on the people he saved from drugs, it's, 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 it's something that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's why, like, when I say profit light, because X was walking amongst the people and never talked about it. You know, he didn't he didn't do no interviews about anything that he did as far as give backs, you know? All right, we got more with Swiss Beats when we come back. Let's get into a joint. This is Letter to My Son of DMX's Exodus album that's out right now featuring Usher. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Letter to My Son, and we're still kicking it with Swiss Beats. Now, yee? The other day in the studio, uh, you were talking about working with Griselda and how that was in the studio so can you talk about that energy I produced the whole album you know I just had co-producers and things like that because like you know um, the album wasn't about me you know the album was like how can we make a classic timeless piece you know so if I needed some other producers to add some different things that I felt that I was missing like I just did it it's, 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 it's big and it's, it's how can we have the biggest project for dog this is his comeback project Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was no ego in play. And shout out to all the producers that contributed to the album. Now, back to what, what you just said with the Griselda. I, I look up, he in, the, he in the studio with them. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, <laughs> what? And he called me like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm in here with the Griselda boys. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just like, they, 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 they real, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just had to come in their space. And I was like, oh, he's working, working. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have to call him. Like, he mm-hmm. surprised me with the verse. Mm-hmm. 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 And so it was just so great to see him in his element and his groove. He started feeling the love when, when when the artist started coming to the studio. Like when my wife came to the studio, Usher came to the studio, Snoop, you know, Snoop is, he's a different level, bro. Like Snoop hospitality that he showed us in that studio, because X got motivated after Versus to do the record. You know what I'm saying? He got his, he got his confidence back. Mm-hmm. Because all of the fans was like, yo, his record started going back on the charts and younger artists started calling him for verses and things like that. And so that was the energy that we kept to go through the album. So we didn't even leave L.A. We stayed at Snoop Studio from verses and finished the album. Wow. Really? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Snoop cooked for us every night. <laughs> like, I never seen, I never even seen that in our industry. Like, <laughs> he wouldn't, even if he didn't have a studio session, he would come in, cook for us, make sure we straight and go about his business. I was really? every day. I was like, this is different. You yeah. said X was like, I need to get some music, new, new music to yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> X was like, you know, I like the verses and everything, but I just wish that I had new music to show people today, like where my mind is at, where I'm at. And I was like, yo, okay, well, let's do it. And that's when I knew he was serious. I knew he was serious when he did verses, but then I knew he was serious when, when, when we stayed in LA and he was coming to the studio at 12 in the afternoon because as his producer, I know that's the time you're going to get the best vocals. Mm-hmm. I can't work with X at 8, 8 p.m. It's finished. It's done already. His voice is sore. You know, he 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 talks different. Mm-hmm. He talks like he raps. Right. So by the time it's 8 o'clock, like, <clears throat> we're going to have to do the vocals over anyway. 
How hard was it for him to do verses? Did you have to talk him into it, or <laughs> what, what, like, was that an easy sell for him? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> you know, X, because X is a battle rapper, right? Like, he don't. I had to let him really digest the concept. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do somebody dirty. So as I'm telling you, you know what I'm saying like, you know, I'm gonna do somebody dirty, dirty, dirty. Like, so, so be careful who you pick, cause I'm gonna do them dirty. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this, this is not that, dog. I said, this the is celebration. Celebration, sharing of music. You know, mm -hmm. two people that respect each other. And then I just left him alone. I just left him with that. And then um, he started watching it and really paying attention. And I think it was. Uh, the Patti LaBelle one. It was one of those one of those old school ones that he got it. He was called me. It's like, all right, I see what this is. All right, I'm in. You know, and I was like, what you think about Snoop? He's like, perfect. I said, dog with the dog. He's like, perfect. Once he was in, he was in. Mm -hmm. But I knew it was when he got on the plane. Because X would tell you in and miss 60 planes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He was on time. I give it to him. You know, you said earlier that, that it was kind of a shock to you when X passed away. Yeah, we wasn't we wasn't we wasn't on that time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? X wasn't on that time. That's why you seen him gain so much weight. You know, when he I was happy when he had the weight on him because I knew he was healthy. He was really going hard for his son Exodus. You know, for sure. Like like Exodus helped him a lot. Um, he really loved that boy a lot. Like like I seen him. He loved all his kids. I witnessed him loving all his kids. Um, but Exodus lived with him, and you could just see the strength of Exodus being in the studio with him that gave him strength. And um, and and I think that really helped him out a lot. And so there was other times I was worried, you know what I'm saying? Like I've seen X in, in, in serious situations, but this time we was chilling, like we was like chilling. Like he was supposed to go home, go see the family, take a break. Then we was gonna start start the two month workout plan. You know what I'm saying? Like he was looking forward, he calling me about the workout. I'm like, damn, like, okay, you wanna go to the, you ready, huh? He was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm tired of his belly. Mm -hmm. I want, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna go dark on him. Then we'll come, we're we, we, we gonna, we gonna show me in the gym, show my transition. Then we dropped the album. So it was a whole, it was a whole plan and he was, he was with it. He was geared up, you know. Um, yeah, I didn't, I, it caught me way left, way you, left. You remember where you were at? I was in Saudi Arabia. Mm. And, and what's crazy is before I left, he called me. And he was like, he, he told me he wanted to be with me. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, yo, I just want, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I need, I want to be where you at. Like, you know, like, like, let's connect. I, I just want to be next to your energy. And X don't never really call me like that. You know, it's something he'll probably tell me in person, but like he right. picked up the phone. Like he, he, he stepped out of a club or something because I could hear it in the background. And he personally said that to me. And I was like, okay, well, um, why don't you come with me on this trip? You know what I'm saying? I say it'd be great. You like the desert. It's a good getaway. It's, it's, I think it's cool for us to just get away and, and for you to see something different. And he's like, yo, that sounds good. He was like, oh, how long is the flight? <laughs> 17 hours. I don't want to be next to you that long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was like, I don't want to be next to you that long. I was like, no, I'm saying, you know, it's, it's, it's a good vibe. We got the studio, you know, like, we time is gonna go 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 fast on the plane trust me he's like mm, i'm gonna call you back on that and then um of course i didn't hear from him so i left like two days later and then like two days after i got there he wrote me um he wrote me a text and was just like man you know i just appreciate everything you've done for me you know i, I just i just want to tell you i appreciate everything you've done for me and i was like okay I'm like okay you're being a little weird but mm. i wrote him back i said appreciate you too dog for life 
and I sent him the um, Mr. Magic Rap Attack playlist that I found with all the old school hip hop vibes, and that, that was our last. That was our last text. You know, you know the word Exodus. Um, it means the road out. Mm-hmm. So, so when you hear that, does that title make you feel like X, X knew? I think he knew something for sure. Mm-hmm. Because, like you know, when I look at like let's say Kobe, mm-hmm. you know, like. Before Kobe left us, I seen him everywhere. I couldn't believe I was seeing him everywhere. You know, I'm like, yo, he's a puff party. He's here. You never seen. I never personally seen Kobe out like that. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like he was just out making his rounds, and I and I seen that same parallel line with Dog. Like I've seen him voluntarily doing interviews. Everybody from Miami calling me. He's showing up. He's at Ti's house. He's mm-hmm. all over the damn place. I'm just like, dog, like mm-hmm. you I said, you you out out. Like this is what we this is the new you. And he was like, he's like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm setting up, you know. So when we, I'm doing the groundwork, so when we dropped the album, I did the groundwork, so I don't, you know, so 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 it's not just popping up. And I was like, okay, I understand that, but it was just weird to me that he was in so many places. Like you have people have so many stories like that that was just with him, like right. and um People have great stories about, like, just who didn't even know him, just about running mm-hmm. into him and how he treated people. And I think that's how anybody should want to be remembered. That's a fact. The way people that didn't even know him can remember what their experiences were like. Were you able to watch the TV One Uncensored? That yeah, was- I watched it. That, that interview was a little deep because it, it was an ex that I've never seen. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I've never seen him so laid back and, and, and on purpose. He was on, he, something was on his mind at that time as well, though, you know? Well, don't move. We got more with Swiss. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Roll. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Swiss Beats. Did he like to do interviews? Because he man. he loved The Breakfast Club for some reason. He <laughs> always would come. Yes, he always does. would and reach out. And be here out. all day, too, yes, after the interview. All That's a fact. day long. That's a fact. <laughs> One day I left after the interview and I was gone for like I had to go do something in Jersey. I came back, he was still here. <laughs> no, nah, he stayed there for hours. He took yeah. the he took the mark and wrote graffiti all on the wall. We had to have people come clean the wall off. I'm like, <laughs> like who's gonna tell X to stop? I'm like, I'm not gonna tell X to I stop. He was outside eating he, hot dogs. Eating in hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's if he if he if he if X loved you, it wasn't nothing you could do about it. You know, so he felt the energy up here. He he felt protected. He felt he could be real with you guys. He liked that type of stuff, even if it's raw, like. You know he don't he don't like the fake zones, so he felt he felt the real zone with you guys. And every time I see him up here, I was like, man, I just hope he don't talk about no other artists. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though, cause he definitely you know. I think when you say something and then you can come back and say, you know what, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. That's yeah, that's really that. mature and that's a good example for other people, cause sometimes people want to like double down on things and don't want to admit when they're wrong. I agree with that. He did it with Drake. With, with Drake, mm-hmm. he, you know, he, he said he was a good guy. Reached out to him, and, and I thought that was real. Now, did you ever reach out? Did you ever you, you and Drake ever squash your things? I know one time you and Drake were going back and forth. <laughs> no, we we haven't we haven't spoken yet. You know, we haven't spoken. You know, um, you know, we we haven't spoke. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel when when people try to act like no one gave X his flowers? I tried to help him when he was here. I wouldn't say no one. I, I just when 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 I made my speech about that, you know, um, those who giving him his flowers and his gardens, which a lot of fans did, a lot of a lot of people around the world definitely did, for sure. I'm mainly talking about the people that he, he wanted, 
them from mm. that was close to him. Mm -hmm. You understand? Family members, so-called friends and things like that. You know, like I was really around X. I really know the conversations. I really, you know, I've been there for the whole thing since 17. You know, really since 15. I met X at 15. But the fame started at 17 with us. And just to see the people come and go and, and the inconsistency of, of love and the endless want of wanting and taking and and not being there when he really, he didn't mind giving, you know what I'm saying? But like at least give him the love back mm -hmm. in return. And so like, I just got a little annoyed, you know, because um, it was, it was just like, at least let this day be about him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody was making it about them. They wasn't like, even Kanye let it be about dog. You know what I'm saying? Like Kanye had a full mask on, you didn't even know where he was at in the building. He was on stage. You didn't know. Oh, who he was he there. Was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did the Sunday service. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, because Dmx did Sunday service. Yeah, he did it three times. Mm -hmm. Him and Ye had a had a great relationship. You know what I'm saying? That's why people were like upset about it, but they had that relationship, and he supported, and was at Sunday service. X was super proud of Kanye for stepping out and what he believed in, and X wanted to do like a Sunday service himself. Mm -hmm. So for him seeing Kanye doing it, he was super happy for him. And he was like, yo, anytime you need me to talk. Because I remember when I first got the phone call of him doing it, he called me like, yo, you know what I'm saying? You, you and Kanye good? I was like, yeah, why are you saying? He's like, nah, because I knew you had a problem with the hat and all this stuff here. I just want to make sure y'all good. I said, nah, we good. You know, he, Kanye is, you know, he is his own man. I'm not, I'm not going to really judge him off of things like that. You know what I'm saying? The problem like, with the hat. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, oh, yeah, 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 but when I told him that me and Kanye was good, he he was so excited. Like, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, like what's up? And he's like, nah, he want me to he want me to you know talk at the service. And I was like, wow. But that's how X was. Like he almost asked for my permission. Right, he's loyal to do yeah, something. Loyal, he's loyal. always been loyal. Like mm -hmm. you never seen X with another label. Like even when he started Bloodline Records, he had a rough ride of R on. You know what I'm saying? Like, like X was just he was just a different. He's he, I, I haven't he's different. You know I mean? now, we we seen how spiritual he was, but where did that come from? Like, did, did you ever see X, you know, reading the Bible? Like, where? Like, he was just so spiritual, and, and it didn't matter where it was. It could have been pastor. at Popeyes. Yeah. It could have been at a club. It could have been in a restaurant before shows. Like, where where we where would he get that from? You know, for me, it wasn't like a new thing. It, it, I always knew him for that, right? So it wasn't like strange. It wasn't like something happened and he became holier than thou, right? He was always like that. Like mm -hmm. we can be going through like some crazy stuff, but we'll have a prayer happening before some wild stuff is jumping off. <laughs> I'm like, you praying right now? <laughs> always pray before you have food. Oh, he just was always that. You know what I'm saying? I only knew him for that. And um and he started he shared that with the world from since day one, mm -hmm. you know, praying in front of fifty thousand people on the stage. I couldn't believe he was doing. I was like, You about to pray in front of the crowd? It's a show, dog. He's like, nah. They need it. And when I started seeing thugs and gangbangers crying in the crowd, I said, oh, he's on to something different. Yeah. He just anointed. He always always been. Like, I always said that. You see X, you see God. That's a fact. That's it. Now, That's there's a also fact. a Marvin Gaye sample on the album. How hard was that to clear? Oh, they cleaned us up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us a nice shape up with that one. <laughs> but, you know, some sometimes you, you got to let the artistry flow. Mm -hmm. His estate deserve it. You know, and we chose to use the record, so that's is, on us. Is there a lot more ex music, or he didn't record as much as we got a lot of music? He got a lot more. He got a lot of music. 
this question has been coming up. Like everybody been saying, like, is it going to be another this, another that? For me, it's like um, he worked so hard on this record. Like I don't really want to tamper with things unless it can be better than this record. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Like I don't want to just put things out. And even with the footage, like we have, we recorded the whole process of the album, and it's like we could have been putting that footage out right now, leading up to the album. But I'm like, let's do something masterful with it. Let's let's treat it as art and curate it to where that it adds to his legacy. And it's not just a blip of a moment that mm -hmm. seems like it works, but you still don't really understand the whole story. Like he deserved for the whole body to be curated, his story, you know, especially even like working on this album and the footage. Mm -hmm. It should be like, it should feel like something real, you know, and so um, that's the goal. You know, a lot of people got footage on dog and it's like, yo, everybody out there that got the footage on, just curate, man, you know what I'm saying? Just just think about the legacy and, and not just put something out just to say you have it, you know? You know, this, this X album, man, Exodus, it's very special. And I think, and it's just my opinion, that musically it's the best DMX album ever. You, you would know better than anybody. What do you think? I agree with you because, you know, the thing that I love about the album is X embraced his age. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like he was cool with being 50. Yep. And when I look back at a lot of the artists, um, the legends, when they come back, they, they try to like jump in the game that's happening now. You have no experience in that game and, and it actually ages you more mm -hmm. when you do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when I seen X starting to understand like, yo, you just gotta be you. And then I can curate around that and we could bring the energy to you as, as needed. But we don't have to compromise. Like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm mm -hmm. not gonna put you on a trap beat just to talking about uh, streams and spins and stuff like that. Let's just do what we do, you know what I'm saying? And the people that love it and, 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 and that wanna hear something different, they're gonna, they're gonna rock with it. But we gotta be who we are. Right, I saw Lil Baby and Dirk push their album back just to show respect for X's album coming out. See, I respect that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was hearing about it, mm -hmm. but like, I didn't, I'm not expecting people to do certain things. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody got, you know, they got their life that they got that they got plans for and things like that. But, you know, shout out to those brothers for doing something like that. And, and I like it because it's a great representation of the youth. You know, that's a real stand up move. And, and X, X, X definitely appreciate that, and I appreciate that. Well, don't move. We got more with Swiss when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Swiss Beats. We're switching lanes. What's what's next for verses for you? <laughs> you and Tim this weekend. next Sunday. Yeah. And, and, and we when is Bow Wow Soldier Boy happening? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, first off, first off, first off <laughs> let's start with Sunday, right? Because this is a rematch. So what are the rules for a rematch? Shoot, you know, this is our first time actually being on our platform. We have to follow the rules now. Mm -hmm. You know, when we started, we went for five hours. But this is live in the club, though, right? Yeah, live. This is live at live I'm on gonna be Sunday. There. I'm coming. I got a I got a pool party in the afternoon, so I'll be there that night. Let's go. I'll oh, so there. it's gonna be the party, like the yes. Wow, Sunday that's gonna be night. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's this, gonna be this crazy. is gonna yeah, be live even audience first time. So probably a lot of guests. Memorial weekend. Ooh, okay, Man. okay, it makes sense. You know. Woo. Whoever's there, we fresh is on. See now, see this is gonna be a tough one. See because you gotta make yourself a meme too. Swiss, you gotta make yourself into Swiss a meme got somehow. so many club records well, gonna though. Y'all gonna see the meme? <laughs> Cause y'all in the club, so it's not like people are watching. They can just bop their head like, but Tim do too. Ooh, this is gonna be a good no, that's one. That's gonna be a good one. This, nah, gonna this be a good, good one. one. This is a good one. What time? You, what time y'all start? I already know you're bringing out all the special guests Shock. too. Shock. I know you got some special guests. I'm definitely coming. Let me tell you something. 
I haven't had time to even focus on that. I've been in this right. You have a this lot going X on. schedule. This is a crazy weekend. Let me tell you something. I haven't moved like this in years. <laughs> like I was, my son is with me, and I'm like, see, this the stuff they don't tell you about. You see this work mm -hmm. right here. Mm -hmm. Yep. Get ready for this. All that other stuff, your videos and all that stuff is cool, but this right here. Yep. yep. Forty, sixty zooms a day. I'm zoomed out. I remember I my speech <laughs> entirely. You know what I'm saying? From saying it so damn, mm -hmm, it's just mm -hmm. like, yo, this is crazy. But you know, X deserve it. I got to do it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I don't care. No sleep. Eyes baggy up under these glasses. I got to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because X, X never really did promo like that. Right. So all the drops he missed, I had to do this week. <laughs> Every radio station drop, I had to do this week. Every interview he didn't do, I had to do this That's week. That's why I was surprised. He came, he, he's been to the Breakfast Club, what, three times? And we were blessed. Three times. Yeah, he's, oh, he always, anything us. we ever ask X for, no, if I need him for Breakfast Club show. and Nori, that's his favorite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's those two. Right yeah, yeah, he got some classics with Drink Champs, for sure. Yeah. Now, what about you? you Soldier Boy Bow Wow. What what's going on with that? Is that a, is that official? Is that just conversation? Or you just laugh? Bow Wow need the contract. Bow Wow better knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him he better knock it off. But you know, I like it because you know let let you let them have fun. You know what I'm saying? Like I would have rolled it out a different way. Mm -hmm. But I just like that. You know they're excited um, that they're doing it and it's organically. So happening. are they doing it? Yeah, they're doing it. Or is, is it official? As is of today, it's official. <laughs> or as of today, it's official. Yeah, as okay. of today, it's official. So it's official. Bow Wow it's and Soulja Boy. As of today, unless you know, Bow Wow be you know, Bow Wow, Bow Wow be going in and out, and I don't know what be happening with Bow Wow sometimes. I like his negotiation tactics, though. You <laughs> know what I mean? To negotiate, you the one called me to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, 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 it hypes people up. It makes people have more interest in. It. Even though I think it's going to be a great versus, because say what you want about Soulja Boy and Bow Wow, you can't deny what they did music. And they're very entertaining. I'm sure. Oh, they're it's going to be Soulja Boy entertaining. Oh my goodness. Nah, it's, it's going to be a movie you know what I'm saying I like it because those those they they did they made history so young that's right mm -hmm. yeah that's right they deserve it you know what I'm saying they deserve it now one time you had Dre on the fishing line a little bit uh, who Dre right. Dr. Dre oh yeah he was yeah. on the fishing line a little bit did you get him back on or is he still like uh? nah Dre came around pretty good you know what I'm saying Dre came around pretty good I gave um Dre his privacy you know because because of what Situation, he was going right. through. So I didn't really, I speak to him, but I, I haven't been speaking to him about that. I've been, you know, more speaking to him like. A human being. How, yeah, as a human. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't call people just to like finagle the business. Like, if Dre want to bring it up again, I'm going to let him bring it up and start the conversation. Because he can't, he has some great ideas of what he wanted to do. Now, the person that he want to do it with, I don't know if they're going to agree with the terms that he's saying, mm. but he had a great idea. Yeah. Um, for the verses, so you know, hopefully we'll get to that. Come on, Diddy, figure Diddy it out. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody said Diddy. <laughs> what about Mary? Mary want to do it or no? Yeah, yeah. I would love to, but see, yeah. I think Mary could only do it with like a Usher. Usher gonna have a hard time that night. I agree. It's crazy <laughs> as hell, boy. I don't want to see Mary and, 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 and Usher. Got them things. That's right. Got twenty. Twenty nuclear weapons. Twenty nuclear weapons. What are you gonna play after I'm going down? That's right. I mean, just Mary first album. And it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just different music. He's the closest I, I see. Uh, I'll do Mary Mariah. I can see that one. Mary Mariah. I can see. I that don't one. know about that one. Usher. I don't know who goes against Let me Usher. Tell you something. Everybody gonna have a bad time with Mary. Just Absolutely. Yes. Everybody. It's yeah. a bad day. <laughs> Whoever's on the other side of that, and it's a celebration. 
It's a bad day. Right. <laughs> it's three. Because I'm you got to understand, Mary's songs got women through their life. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. You better that's not right. play that. You hit that. It's three catalogs, Mary, Usher, Hove. But Mary and Hove is, they here to me. That's, you know, that soundtracks to people's lives, man. Like, come on. Well, we appreciate you for joining us, Swizz. Thank you, guys. The Thank album you. is out right now. Exodus, pick Let's it up. Let's make it number one. We Word. can make it number one yes, just in New can. York City. Absolutely. Right. Let's go. All right, it's The Breakfast Club at Swiss Beats. Zone Zone. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. By using brands like Dove and Hellman's, you're supporting Unilever and the everyday good they do. Like donating more than $25 million worth of everyday products and services to groups like Feeding America this year. Visit UnileverDoesGood.com to support communities impacted by the pandemic. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkeys of the Day at Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed one. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> Club, <clears throat> now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Yes, Donkey of the Day goes to a home inspector in Michigan named Kevin Wayne Van Lovin. What a name, Van Lovin. If this guy doesn't own a 1992 Ford Econo line, I would be disappointed. Okay, at least a 1997 Plymouth Voyager, maybe a Volkswagen Eurovan, maybe. Moral of the story is he should drive nothing but vans. When your last name is Van Lovin', you only have one vehicle of choice, and the license plate of that vehicle has to say Van Lovin'. Sneakers, too. Okay, when your last name is Van Lovin', you can only wear vans, the old school black and white ones with the jazz stripe. Now, some would say that if you drive a van and wear vans, that's the child sex offender starter kit. I'm just saying, if you profile pedophiles, this kind of fits the description, but maybe I'm making all this up. This is probably a personal bias that I'm projecting, so never mind me. But back to Mr. Van Lovin'. Now, Mr. Van Lovin is a home inspector, and he was inspecting the home of a 22-year-old woman in Oxford Township. He was inspecting the property before a sale. Well, something in that house turned Kevin Van Lovin on. I don't know what type of aphrodisiac he used before he inspected that house. Maybe he ate some chocolate, maybe some figs, some oysters, asparagus maybe something increased his libido his sexual function something got him so hot and bothered in that house that he had to pleasure himself right then and there let's go to wjbk fox 2 detroit for the report please before selling an oxford township couple let this man into their home on gill street for a routine inspection they left never suspecting the 59 year old man would allegedly fulfill his sexual urges with their child's Elmo doll. The disturbing sexual act revealed when movement in the child's room triggered the nursery camera. The image shows when Kevin Van Leuven picked up the Tickle Me Elmo doll. The homeowner shocked when she was alerted on her cell phone. After hitting record, she immediately contacted the Oakland County Sheriff's Office. Our deputies confronted him and initially he denied it and then they told him it was on video and then he apologized. He's been charged with aggravated indecent exposure and a misdemeanor charge of malicious destruction of property. But perhaps what's even more disgusting, after abusing the doll, Van Leuven put it back. <gasps> I never thought I would find someone who loves Elmo more than Rashawn Casey, a.k.a. <laughs> DJ Envy. I have so many questions. I know people say we shouldn't kink shame, we shouldn't shame people for what they are into sexually, but that's BS. 
Okay, that's from 2021. I've been woke too long and I need some sleep because I'm not thinking straight when I'm sleepy rhetoric. Okay, if I can't shame Kevin Van Loving for this, then the word shame needs to be abolished altogether. Now, can I try to understand Kevin Van Loving? Sure. Let's unpack this. How many times has Kevin Wayne Van Loving sat his ass in front of the TV and masturbated to Sesame Street? I wonder. I also wonder if he sat down with a therapist or psychiatrist. Could he or she bring this back to something that happened in his childhood? I mean, it's Elmo, as in tickle me Elmo, right? And tickling equals flirting. I read somewhere, and by somewhere I mean Google, that from adolescence on, you're roughly seven times more likely to be tickled by somebody of the opposite sex. And the most common reason to tickle is to show affection. So maybe when he was a baby, as in a young lad, he got tickled a lot, and the thought of tickling turns him on. I don't know. Okay, so when you're a creature that is the symbol of tickling, maybe when you see that you get turned on, when you see that that, that, that symbol of tickling that is Elmo, <sighs> A lot of people don't like tickling, but tickling is a physical expression of love. So maybe, just maybe, he saw Elmo and he wanted to show his love. I, some people do tickle fights as foreplay. People stage tickle fights in the bedroom. Nothing I'm saying makes sense, does it? Of course not. Okay? God may not make mistakes, but humans do. But I hear stories like Kevin Van Loving, and I know they say don't question God, but sometimes you have to recognize that. God didn't give you the same brains he gave everybody else, okay? There was certain periods in time that God was just creating anybody and anything, all right? Genesis 126 says God created man in his image according to his likeness, right? Well, humans, sometimes we just like to try things. Throw it against the wall to see what sticks. I think God did that when he was creating some humans. Some humans he just created with his eyes closed. Kevin Van Loving might have been one of them. Okay, God made him and forgot about him. So then Mr. Van Loving all these years has been left to his own devices, wandering around life aimlessly by himself without God's guidance, only to end up on Sesame Street masturbating next to Oscar the Ground's trash can while Elmo just minding his business performing Elmo's song. Hit that tune for me, Dramos. This is the song. La, la, Come on la, now. La, Elmo's song. Mm. Mm. Kevin Van Lovin is somewhere hot and bothered la, la, right now. La, 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 oh. To think he wrote this alone. Oh. That's what does it for Kevin Van Lovin. Oh. Okay, enough, enough. Enough. Okay. Kevin Van Lovin is reinforcing all the pedophile stereotypes. I told you driving a van and wearing vans is the sex offender starter kit. You know how many people Chris Hansen caught who fit that profile? And this guy, Kevin Van Lovin, okay, you got caught sexually assaulting an Elmo doll in a nursery. That sounds pretty pedophile to me, okay? <laughs> Elmo is three and a half years old. Do you know that? Three and a half years old, you sick bastard. This is what Kevin Van Loving hears when drunk in love, please. I'm swerving on that, swerving, swerving on that big body, been serving all this, swerf, surfing all in this good, good. <laughs> Let Remy Ma give Kevin Van Loving the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb. Do it, Envy. Oh, you don't want to do the voice today, huh? You don't want to play Elmo today, do you? I was going to say, well, I'm just curious. You want to play a game? You want to play a game? <laughs> Only if you do the voice. Ask me in the voice. You want to play a game? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Guess what race he is? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> 
Kevin Van Loving, Michigan home inspector, walked into a nursery in a home, saw a Tickle Me Elmo doll, and had his way sexually with it. Guess what race he is? Angela Yee, start with you. I'll say Caucasian. Okay. What makes you say this with such confidence? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just what I want it to be. Okay. Uh, Rashawn, I want you to do. I need you to answer in the voice the whole time. Okay. Okay. Kevin Van Loven. Yes. From Michigan, home inspector. You're very familiar with home inspectors, right? <laughs> he was in a home inspecting. He was in a nursery. Saw an Elmo doll. Had his way with the Elmo doll sexually. Guess what race he is? Let me check. <laughs> White. <laughs> what the hell did you bend over like that for? What the hell were you checking? Looked like you wanted somebody to check you. What the hell's wrong with you? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. You both are right. This is absolutely a colonizer. Okay. This is the highest levels of Caucasianery. Okay, the mayonnaise is very heavy in this story. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you for that talk. You You got to register as a sex offender when you do stuff like this? If you're Kevin Van Loving? I think my envy. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that that guy asked. Well, no, he probably did. It's a doll. It's a doll. I don't think so. All right. We got more coming up next. We're The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us this morning. Yes, indeed. You might know them from Real Housewives of Potomac, but they have their own he podcast. He said that's so wrong. Potomac. So Potomac? What is it called? Potomac. 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 He said it wrong, too. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Potomac. Potomac. We have Giselle Bryant and Robin Dixon. Welcome, guys. Thank What's up? Y'all. Thank you for having us. You, you know them from Real Housewives. They just launched a podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network called Reasonably Shady. Yes. That, that's a hell of a title. Thank yes. you. What, is that, what does that name mean? Well, okay, let me, let's give us the backstory. Okay. So, um, you know, obviously we've been, on, we've been on the show for, we are about to drop season six. Mm-hmm. Who could believe it? And saw the trailer. Season wow. six. Just saw the trailer. Wow. Saw the okay, trailer. we're gonna I, talk about that too. Yes, right? yes. I think I was up here season one, season two. Envy mm-hmm. was throwing shade, like, you know, y'all Potomac Housewives are broke. You I know, never said that. that. Whoa. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, Envy is insane. Why would you say that to them? I mean, it was something along those lines. Anyway, we are at season six. We're not your typical housewives that people were used to. Our show is pretty unique. And I I officially was the broke one. I'm not broke no more. But I was the broke one. So you can talk about me. It's all good. I'm your typical housewife. It's usually glamorous and all that. Yeah, they're not glamorous. Wow. Envy is really. People get a little yes. Beijing, exactly. they get a little Beijing and start changing on folks. shady right now, okay? Wow. But we're going to move forward. Anyway, so... five times since then, we got it. So we on season six. Season thank, six. thank you, we Jesus. Here. We, you we here. We didn't make Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Um, and during the pandemic, you know, we like everybody else home doing nothing. And Robin and I were just like, oh, let's just, you know, get on Instagram Live and talk to the people. So after we did that, everybody gave feedback like, hey, we love just like being the third person in y'all's like girlfriend gossip. So y'all should start a podcast. And lo and behold, 
We're here, Black hey. Effect. Yes. Happy to have y'all. Yes. And we're, Thank you. we are reasonably shady because on the show, I am the reasonable one. Yes. She's the shady one. I'm the <laughs> yes. one. I try to see the good in people. Makes sense. I try to see every side to the story. Mm-hmm. She just goes for the shade. So we balance each y'all other. Balance and, each other out. Yes. And we and we're we're best friends. And it's very rare you see people on TV who are literally best friends. And but it's but it's cool that you get to learn or hear about us outside of the show. Yes. Because on the show, we got to kind of stick to the, you the know, show. It's, it's good you know? That, yeah, it's good that you guys are still best friends because sometimes <laughs> these shows really can we tear up friendships. Before the show? Or did no, you yeah, sure. the show? Before the show. Yo, best before, friends. I mean, we were very, very close before the show. Um, and I think, Angela, that is why we're still friends because we had a friendship before the show. And, we, and even season one, season two, when they work, when there were things that could have been drive us apart, I was just like, hell no. Like, this is my girl. I, if, if she's wrong, I'm going to ride with her wrong. Right. So yes. what did you think when you seen Portia huh. <laughs> engaged we here to allegedly her friends? Because y'all friends. I'm just asking. I'm, I'm sure y'all Ooh. spoke about it on your podcast. When she's engaged to her ex-alleged friend's husband. What, what did y'all think about that? I just wish they would have waited a little more time just to, like, release that. You know, whatever. Things happen. So... I you know, I wasn't really here for it. I, it definitely looks very shady. I think they should have kept a little secret for a little bit longer. <laughs> now, what about you, the shady one? Well, um, <laughs> actually, in this instance, I'm not shady. So, you know, Portia and I have another show together called Chat Room on Bravo. And it just so happened, like, we filmed Thursday, and she said they got engaged that night. And she was like, oh, Giselle, I wanted to tell you. But I found out, like the rest of the world, mm-hmm. on the, via the Instagram. But it is hard to find love or lust or whatever you're looking for out here in these streets. It's hard to find it. So if she found it, I'm happy for her. And what if they weren't real friends? What if they were just friends for the show? There's that. But mm-hmm. still, you don't want to see... If if Fallon was still going to be a part of the of the show, you don't want to see your ex-husband also then there on the show with somebody else. Yeah, that's like, your real ex-husband. That. Like, that's right. not yeah. play play. Yeah. No, no, After no, she no invited her that. into the house and all that other it's stuff. It's a great storyline. But, but, but with TV, we don't know what's true and what's not. You know what I mean? We don't know if they TV. were really friends and the TV set it up and they really didn't know each other. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, I don't think they were friends like that. All right. Now, I saw some reports, Giselle, about you unfollowing Wendy. What Wendy? <laughs> Which Wendy? From, from Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh, oh right. I, I did unfollow her. Which one is Wendy? Her. I'm sorry. I don't remember. Wendy exactly. is one of our newer okay. ladies. She, um, how could we describe? So That's she, why I unfollowed her, because she's just not that interesting. Like, I just was following. scrolling through. I was like, this don't look interesting. So I just unfollowed. But, <laughs> yeah. But it looks like that from the trailer, something does happen between you two just yes. come up. And 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 I we're gonna let that play out because there's a lot of um there's a lot of things that she thought I did, which I did not do. Mm-hmm. And the reason why she thought I did it is because typically I do do very shady things and I own it, right? And I'm just like, I'm uh, I'm just I'm just here to like let everybody live in their truth. So let's just talk about it. Mm-hmm. So um but I didn't come at it from a shady perspective. I was really like it was out of concern for right. like what's going on in your life. Are you able to handle social media? Are you able to handle just like everything that ha- that goes on and goes along with being on a reality television stage? Like it's it's not for the faint of heart. It's very difficult. Um, you really have to have tough skin, and that was that was the where I was coming from, and she didn't believe it. Yeah, you know that's a tough one for both of you, right? Dealing with relationships so publicly. It is. It is, and it, I mean, I'll be honest. My first three seasons on the show. Um, my relationship got a lot of attention and you know I responded kind of not 
happy about it. But after a while, you're like, you know what? This part, of the, I, this is what I signed up for. This is what I continue to sign up for. Mm-hmm. This is what comes with the with the territory. And unfortunately, we got to live with it. Yeah, yeah, Robin, you have such an interesting situation with your. Yeah. Are you you guys? Did you get married again? We're yet? engaged. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're not married My again ex-husband. yet. Yep. So she's lives with her ex husband. They got engaged again. Yep. So you guys will get married on this new season? No, not this season. I the pan. I respect the pandemic, and so. <laughs> I was not trying to have a COVID wedding. I didn't want to mm-hmm. have to adjust my plans and have people wear masks. So we're going to wait. It's fine. We're not in a rush. What I mean, that's interesting. What yeah. got y'all back together? Divorced, but y'all still live with each other. Right. And then y'all made it work again. So right. what got y'all back together? So we okay. So we okay. So my ex husband is a former NBA player, Juan Dixon. So we were together since 1996. Wow. We mm-hmm. went to college together. Um, we got married in 2000. Five. We got divorced in 2012. We were still very much connected because we have two children, of course. Um, we each went through bankruptcy, foreclosure, like all that type of stuff. And so when we were going through that, we kind of had to come together to support one another to get through those hard financial times. And then so he had to move back home. Then when he moved back home, he had to go back to school to finish his degree so that he can start his coach, his coaching career. Um, so we pretty much supported one another through our darkest days and you know when you do that you just kind of like realize what's more important you put the kids first we put each other first and now we back together and then he put a ring on it okay said i want to keep my boo and you're not the same people so y'all probably had to grow in love with who y'all are now oh yeah yeah for Mm -hmm. sure all right we got more with the housewives of potomac giselle bryant and robin dixon keep it locked it's the breakfast club good morning Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Giselle Bryant and Robin Dixon from Housewives of Potomac. Yee. And that yeah. brings us to Giselle and her relationship with, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Angela. Mom. Yeah, listen, because yes. it is a little similar, right? Like you guys broke up. Yeah. You're working on getting back together. Some people don't feel like it's a good idea. Even your own <laughs> daughters might not necessarily think it's a good idea. Yes. Well, so, there, there's an update. There's a there's a plot twist. Mm-hmm. So yes, we we were working on um, us getting back together and being back together. And but you know he lives in Atlanta. I live in Maryland. With the pandemic, we realize it's just not the right time. It's right. just not going to work. So right now, I am footloose and fancy free. I am single. I am enjoying my hot girl summer. Spring, winter, and fall. Oh, I so. love your dad too. Your dad is real. <laughs> I, I'm, I, when you just said that, I'm thinking about the show now. Your dad is real. So yes. If you don't know, her dad is. He, he said 82 years old, and her her dad loves her daughter. And I could tell that your dad really doesn't like your ex because he feels yeah. like your ex broke your heart. Your dad loves her daughter. His yeah, daughter. Like, loves yeah. her daughter. Like loves oh, her oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. So she's, she's possibly getting back with her ex. Mm-hmm. But her dad don't with the ex at all and he is clear he don't hold his tongue it's not one of those things where you, you know you're all in dinner yeah on the trailer for the I new season dad, we do man. see that yes. that is something that you are still no no okay um, you know we know with trailers they kind of cut and splice we just and see you like very upset and <laughs> i'm like what? i was Why actually upset about something else like okay but, um <laughs> okay but but no like jamal will always be in my life he's the father to all of my kids we've been together we've been in, in each other's lives 25 years he is one of my best friends. I to him. I don't. He doesn't know any. I don't know anyone more than I know a Jamal Bryant. So why so, does your dad don't like him like that? Like, okay, why, we're gonna get to that. Right? We're gonna get to that. Yeah, Jamal's a pastor. Yes, yes, he's a pastor. But um, 
So, yes, no, we're not together, but yes, we're still in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. He's still fam bam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's 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 he will always be in my life. Now, as any father, um And your dad don't care if the mic's on or off. Okay. I love it. Go ahead. He <laughs> he does care. Um but the but the people that was holding the mic, yeah, they they don't. So, you know, he gave his opinion, which is this isn't the person that I think is best for my daughter. Period. He doesn't want him to hurt you again. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When your dad's so passionate about that, do you still say, you know what, I'm still going to give this guy a chance? Because your dad is, you're passionate, you're a hero. Right. The one that's raised you, the one that's always had your back. Yes. He sees things that you don't. Do you still say, Dad, I'm a, I got to figure this out on my own? Or do you say, I'm going to listen to my dad? Um, I always say, I'm going to do me. Right. right? And my dad's going to respect me whichever way I go. No one can tell you what to do ever when it comes to relationships. Either no. you're going to do what you want to do. Right. Don't, even if it doesn't seem practical. Sometimes yeah. you're blinded but when, by love, but, though. But Envy, to answer your question, when he when he found out that you know we were going to go our separate ways currently, he just was like, you know, I think that's where you should be right now. And I'm like, Dad, I respect that. I respect how you feel either way. Um, and my mom the same way. Like, you know, I... My parents have shown me the ultimate love, like no matter what I do, and I know they don't like it, but they still stand by my side. You know what I mean? Right. Like for me, that's like the ultimate love. Now there's also a castmate. Um, I'm sure Charlamagne would be interested in this. Yeah. One of the castmates' husband. <laughs> yeah. Uh, allegedly grabbed oh, another Ashley? man's ass. Ashley. Now Charlamagne would be interested. Yeah. Why? Exactly. That's what I would like. To. That's a great question, yourself. That's why you have a podcast. Why would I be interested that in that? That was shady. That was a little shady, but go ahead. Yes. So, did yes. he really, her husband really grab a guy's ass? Okay. Have we seen him do that? Yes. Have, do we have just... videotape of that happening? Yes. yes. Now, this particular person that you were referring to, that it went to courts, we did not, I did not see that. Oh, it was a charge? There was a charge. Oh. Yes. So there you could have charged that dude that slapped your ass here in the building. I definitely could have charged him. <laughs> yeah. I, it, just, it wasn't in the building. I mean, see, now it makes it sound It wasn't crazy. in the building? I was DJing a party. Yeah. I killed it. On the way I was walking out, he slapped me on my ass and said, good job. But was it a grab or a slap? It was slap. a little cuff. Was it like right. an NBA it a slap? Cuff, it was a right. slap. Now, these yeah. were grabs. Those, no. These were grabs. Oh. These were like, I'm, I'm getting the meat. And you wow. can hear a little something on the mic, too, <laughs> as I recall. So what did she say as being his, his wife? You know, he's Australian. He's different. He does oh, things different. Australian different. different. Um, he's down under. He's down under. Australian. Down low? No, wait a minute. What is that? Down, down under. under. Down Australia. under. Down Australia's down, down under. Low, not down no. under. No. <laughs> All right. So, two different things. Maybe. Two different maybe. Things. Okay. Anyway, so, you know, she, she he's a playful guy. And I actually happen to like Michael. Right. Um, he was but did he know the guy he was playing with? It's the camera yes. guy. No. Okay, these are two separate instances. Oh, another one. Okay. <laughs> yes. So they're okay. So, so on the this. our season one on the show, we peeped him do that right. to a castmate's boyfriend, right? Um apparently and, and a producer. And he did and he did it to a producer, same yeah. party season one. So then season <laughs> four, while we were filming, a cameraman who was very straight. Yes. A cameraman charged him. Um, file charges Again. because they said he said he grabbed his butt while they were filming. Yeah. Now we don't have that on camera because the man was holding the camera. And right? I wasn't there. Right. I didn't see it. Right. Yeah. So he says it didn't happen. I mean, of course, like you know, you don't want to get catch a charge, right? So yeah. He says it didn't happen. Um, but because of the track record, yeah, we we, we were to assume. But I have good news in season. This is season six. There was no butt squeezing <laughs> by Michael Darby <laughs> in any capacity that you've seen. Why is he a notorious butt squeezer though? Like I mean, 
Yeah, tell you being you know, people I have people having have fun. Thing. You know, I'm surprised <laughs> they would let you stay on the show when you if like that happens. Cause that is kind of like that is crazy. Right. If he, you know if he I mean? squeezed a woman's butt, but he, he couldn't would be prove, out they of couldn't here. prove it. I mean, like, well, okay. So he he brushed it off as playful in season one, right? And no one was offended, right? Yeah. And if that's Andrew your thing, wasn't that's offended. Your thing. Eric wasn't offended. Yeah. Cameraman was offended, but yes. they couldn't. Yeah, prove but you it. can't just play like that. I got to know what, what game we playing. <laughs> Everybody got to be. You, know, <laughs> you can't just go around squeezing things. I, th- this is true, but but again, I think that he learned from you know the court case, and he 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 kept his hands to himself. Yeah, he learned his lesson. Yes, he kept his hands to himself, <laughs> which I'm very happy to know. All right, we got more when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Giselle Bryant and Robin Dixon from Housewives of Potomac. Yee. Now, I also saw in the trailer, because, you know, first of all, you know I love The Real Housewives of Potomac. I definitely watched the show. So. Thank you. And you, you've been with us since, since, <laughs> since the beginning. Since the first season. Yes, yes, yes I absolutely have. So I see that uh, at one point you were depressed and couldn't get out of the bed. Yeah, I mean, the pandemic just, like, totally changed my life like Mm. not like for the worse you know it just I just got into a rut um and it was crazy because I have a a, I have a booming hat business like where I was I'm literally I sell out every week when I get shipments and stuff and so it was just mind-boggling to me that I have this booming business I have so much room for opportunity and growth and I literally just want to stay in the bed so it was something that I kind of had to work through um Mm -hmm. as you see Juan doesn't really like it um and we kind of had to work through how he speaks to me when I'm going through something that a lot of people, frankly, are going through. This pandemic has been real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that definitely is. We'll we'll see that. How'd you, you get out your depression? Oh. Um, I just I had to, you know, go see a life coach. I had to just, you know, really just take steps mm-hmm. to just make things happen like you just I wouldn't even really call it a depression though Mm because I I think it was more I read an article they called it's languishing in the pandemic so it's like you just get to a point where it's just your life like just life is just not normal anymore and my normal became like well you know nothing to do today so let me stay in the bed like I would literally wake my kids up from for school you know get on the computer and go back to bed so You know, I just had to just make a list. I had to knock things out. I just had to kind of just try to. And then she had a friend that was like, girl, you got to get out of bed now. Mm -hmm. So you'll see on this season Reasonably Shady and kind of how we started with um, doing our artwork for everything. I mean, doing doing our photo shoot for the artwork, um, telling all the other ladies about Reasonably Shady. Um, Robin scared the hell out of me because she wasn't at times motivated. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we got a we have a deal with this black effect and we have mm-hmm. a podcast and we got to get these done um we have a lot of work to do and you know she, robin has so much to be grateful for and i'm just like you know i i attributed her not being grateful for everything that god has given her to her being in the bed which is not those do not connect right, right? so you know i had to kind of learn that um but, you know, she snapped yeah. out of it and and we're good to go. Yeah, but it's good. I mean, for anyone in a situation like that, it's good to have people who hold you accountable. So I have Giselle to hold me accountable because she's a Virgo. She's very like, you know, on time, get it done, doesn't per- per- procrastinate. I will give you a little spoiler teaser for the for the uh, show, which I'm probably gonna get in trouble for. But we have a reasonably shady party. Robin and I do. 
and it is so shady. There's <laughs> no reasonable in it at all. It's just shady. And it is a mess, and it's amazing. How are you and Karen now? Karen, today we are good. Today. Which one's today? Karen? Which one's Karen? Karen, Karen. is older. She, um... That was a little shade right there. She, little, she's, she's the is. eldest. She's yeah, the she eldest. is. Yeah, a little shade. <laughs> she is. That's, I mean, that's, help. that's how you should know her. Okay. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. Um... <laughs> She, she normally she and I kind of go at it, and we and we do. You will see that, but like today we're we're good. But you'll you'll see a lot of growth with our relationship. Are y'all allowed to talk about like what happens on the show on the podcast? Will it be like recaps or something? No, you can't. No. Okay, no. Bra- 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 like, Bravo's got Bra- us on lock. Yes. Got you. Got yes. you. <laughs> but I, I feel like Charlemagne, that's a great thing because there's so many things that we we don't show on the show, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, people are able to see other aspects of our lives other aspects about what we how we think and, and how we feel about certain things um you know i have known robin forever and i didn't know like our first episode dropped yesterday, yesterday. and there's so much that was like <laughs> told from robin to me in that that i was like shocked like we talked about kind of like our backstory when we were teenagers i didn't know robin was a juvenile delinquent she used to do crazy things she used to pour soda cans and mailboxes and just dumb stuff dumb. that be careful dumb. robin they cancel you for you you put that old stuff no, but to find that out that she was doing all of that while I've known her forever and I had no idea was like nice like right. that's it's just nice that the viewers are going to be able or listeners are going to be able to like see and hear other aspects of our lives right what did you think about the last season because people were saying that Child. was like one of the best seasons for was Housewives it? but it was a lot of drama yeah it it turned ugly for no reason mm-hmm. and um, it was unfortunate because I feel like it was there was a lot of like manipulation on social media that took place that really affected the show more so than any other show. So it's like yeah. you had the show and then you had social media. I think it was toxic. I think that there's no reason for um, us black women to be fighting, physical fighting, violence on TV. I think if you want to fight somebody, fine, take her outside when, when the cameras are down. Um, and I just, I, it was that was hard to live Yo, through. Bug it. Yeah. I forgot about that, but go ahead. Yeah, it, that was hard to live through from a show's perspective because it wasn't just a fight between those two but people. did y'all want her off the show after she pulled her hair? Did you, like, was it too much physical? Because, you know, we've seen shows and sometimes you throw a drink, you throw this, you it, throw it, that. It was that, way worse than all of that. No, you know, my issue was not, you know, I, I think sometimes people lose their cool. Like, I'm a little, see, I'm being reasonable here, right? Mm-hmm. So people lose their cool. Um, you make mistakes. If we could have moved forward from it, like, the next day and people took ownership of what happened and yeah. not lie and run the social media and, and tell a wrong story and then, you know, have people being bullied on social media. Mm-hmm. That's where it got ugly for me. But mm-hmm. if if the incident happened and then the next day people apologize and move forward, cool. Yeah. But, is but she don't still on? No. No, no. No, she is off. Okay. But but as far as the show is concerned. Is she off because of that? I, we don't know. No. We don't hire. We don't so fight. I was just curious. I didn't know if she <laughs> yeah. got because she pulled yeah. the girl. Yeah. I mean, from what I know, she left on her own merit. Okay. Yeah. Um, so but no I, one speaks to her now. Like no one's talking I, to her. I, I don't. I don't. Um, know. I mean, I, unless Karen does, I don't know. Yeah, but, I always mm-hmm. feel like let's do whatever's best for the show, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, people always ask me, "Well, did you want her gone?" No, I just want what's best for the show, whatever right. that means. You know, if, if her being around is best for the show, cool. If her being gone is best, 
then that's cool too. But she gone, y'all. She gone. Right. Okay. Yes. And and one thing, I will never try to stop someone's bag no. ever. So no. I will never try to get someone fired or say mm-hmm. they don't need to be here. That's right. not that's not my job. No. But right, what's best for the show? Can we all coexist? Can we make a good show and everyone coexist? Yeah. So the show the show's been beneficial to you both, it sounds like. Yeah. For sure. We are sure. here today. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Check out sure. the podcast. It's, it's out right now. Yes. Reasonably shady on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network, available everywhere you subscribe to podcasts. And, no. And but, we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you. And we are so super happy to be part of the Black Effect family. Thank, we're happy for to sure. have you. Yeah. And we, we're going to make you proud. Absolutely. I know. Well, it's The Breakfast thank Club. Thank you, guys. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. By using brands like Dove and Hellman's, you're supporting Unilever and the everyday good they do. Like donating more than $25 million worth of everyday products and services to groups like Feeding America this year. Visit UnileverDoesGood.com to support communities impacted by the pandemic. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do. Uh, the positive note is simply this. It is better to fail in originality than to succeed in imitation. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 